Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. My name is Craig Fowler, and on this occasion, I am joined by Gary Cocker. Hiya. And Joel Sked. Hello. Hello. You didn't say anything weird for a change. Did that actually put me off? No, no. Just uh, being on the TV just to keep it straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> don't be that guy. One take Sked. That's what they don't call you. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, wait till you see my t-shirt tomorrow. Oh, what about that? <laughs> <laughs> It's quite a t-shirt. Can I actually see it vaguely in the background if you look at my Instagram? Yes. Page? That's true. So there's a plug for my Instagram page. It's a little Easter egg there. I would quite like to have 20,000 viewers so I could just do ads and, and not do much work. But the last thing I used to know, she was friends with one of my ex-girlfriends. Um, her Instagram page, of just of her and her two kids, uh, is like, it's something ridiculous, like 20,000 followers or something. She, just do, she does ads for type of time on it. I'm like, you know, like message her saying, how do you get this apart from being as good looking as you are? <laughs> there's the woman that cleans her house. And has hundreds of thousands of viewers. And she's like, she endorses cleaning products and things like that. Same with like, she, She's one of the top earners on like, social media. Same like dog and cat accounts. They've got to just advertise yeah. dog products because they're, they're cute and do silly things. They bark and then they put subtitles over it and change the words to make it cute like a, like a dog would speak. So is that what I need to do? Because I've also got the, the, the cat's account as well. And that's just like a, like 115 or something. Rubbish. I don't know how you, I don't know how you grow it unless they start speaking or something. You've got to start using the right 
hashtags. There must be cats yeah. on Instagram or something. No, 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 them. You're on that. This is definitely not what people are tuning in for. It does, I guess. <laughs> right, the top 12 strikers in uh, the top flight. Uh, we usually do... <laughs> we usually do... In, we, we previous years we've done Scottish football. And then I think because we started at Rangers, Celtic and Hibs, we're in the second tier. And uh, but as time has gone on, our knowledge of the the second tier has diminished. So dwindled. Yeah. So this season we've just done uh, the top flight players uh, because there was Patreons going out where Sean and Craig were doing uh, their list. But I've uh, now given up on, on trying to get them to do it on a, on a weekly basis. It's hard on a Wednesday because mm-hmm. there's so, a lot of going on. So there won't be a so there won't be any wingers or strikers ones. So my number twelve, Stephen Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> See, I deliberately didn't put any uh, lower league strikers on mine because when I put Bobby Lynn on my top 12 wide players, he had a bit of a go at me. Uh, yeah, because uh, back then that wasn't the rules. Yeah. And now that I've changed the rules right this second. As is your want. Yes. So not my number 12, Stephen Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, I really didn't want to pick with the rest of the guys that we had to pick from. Okay. Yeah. So my doing that, my 12 was Dolly Menga. <laughs> See, see, but now we're allowed to have Stephen Dobie. Dolly Menger's dropped down. Stephen Dobie's not going to be my twelve. He's going to be further up because. No, we could just have him. Like we could just have him on my list as a, as a hat tip to Dobie. Okay, so you we just, just keep we, your ones. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. When it comes to voting, mine will be null and void at twelve. Just I don't pick a twelve striker. Okay. Nobody's good enough. I'd rather be like Tottenham when they win that season without like a backup to Harry Kane. So just the one, just the, you, you the don't even you're not even going to pick Dolly Menger despite you uh, waxing lyrical about him on the TV show. I said he adapted from his podcast, by the way. Yeah, I. Well done. I did say it was for me, uh, but I didn't think I'd have to include him in the top twelve strikers in the in the top flight of this country. But uh, it's, it's it's pish. There's not a lot out there. No, there's not. There's not. You think there is? Like, like oh wait, actually, um, there was one player I forgot to include here. Uh, who I shall mention now, but I think you'd have him on your list, Andrew Nelson. Yeah, yep, yeah, I have him as number twelve. Okay, part, partly to stay on brand, partly because it's the last chance for at least a season. I'm going to have to put any Dundee player on a top flight uh, podcast, fair and partly because I think he is pretty good. Um, he was pretty good at Falkirk when he was on loan uh, with them. I think it was a season and a half ago from Sunderland. Signed for us, scored four in his opening six games, um, and then injured himself celebrating against Livy in this absolute burning dumpster fire of a season for Dundee. Um, hasn't really been the same player since then, although he wasn't always getting started by McIntyre. But you can see that he's... If he doesn't get injured celebrating, did Dundee stay up? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think there's a lot that could have helped Dundee stay up this season. I think, I think if he didn't get injured, there would have been... Dundee wouldn't have been relegated yet. I think it might have gone down to the last day of the season. Yeah. However, you never know what McIntyre would have done because he's came back and he was still he was still persistent with Curran and Miller, yeah. one of the worst strike partnerships. In terms of Craig Curran's further up, Miller. No, he's no, he's <laughs> absolutely nowhere near it. Terrible. Yeah. So yep, he is my number twelve. I liked his uh, ability to... Oh, you've, you've held on to him, so he could score a lot of goals in the Championship. We have held on to him so far, but the rumour is that there's... I shouldn't be saying this on something that anybody listens to, um, but the rumour is that there's some sort of relegation release clause oh. that other clubs could... 
Oh, okay. Try to activate. I'm not he, sure if it's on the player or on the club. But. He would have been a great player to build the team around going to the championship because yeah. he plays at a, just as a striker on his own and he's capable of scoring goals out of nothing. Yeah. He's got the John McGinn arse as well. Yes. So why have you picked Menga as your 12? For those unaware. I really like him. I think he... I think Livingston fans would like him to play wide just because he doesn't score a lot of goals and he is very unorthodox when he plays wide. He can, he's good at dribbling, he can take players on, he's strong and he's quick. However, when he played up front, I think he was a great fo- focal point when Livingston were at their very best. When they played that robust, aggressive style, say David Hopkins came in, Gary Holt came in and reverted to type. That they put that run in, and he just made he just made defenders' lives really difficult. You knew he wasn't going to score many goals simply because he didn't get many chances, but it was just really fun and interesting to watch. Fair enough. Even though he has only scored twice last year. Yeah, he's a type of player. If you knock the ball long, there's a good chance that he is going to gain yards. Yeah, he, does, he does cause problems yeah. for opposing defenders. He doesn't give them a, a minute's piece. He he fit that uh, Livingston template of a bizarrely effective player. Yes. Someone yeah. that you looked at and you thought, you shouldn't work on a football pitch, but he does. Right, my number 11 is Lee Griffiths. I Ooh. I did not put him on my list at all. Come on. <laughs> There's a lot of draws in this list, and he's still a proven goal scorer. Well, that's the thing. If, uh, but is he, is he still, is he, Lee Griffiths right now still a proven footballer? Like, we don't know what's happening. That's true, that's true. So well, that's he was in the news today. Not for footballing reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he's on the list, is that I'm not entirely sure hmm. what Griffiths is going to come back, when he's going to come back. So I wanted to, to just include him higher up. Yeah. Just, uh, again, cursory, just to say, uh, he's definitely deserves to be on this list. He deserves to be much higher up if hmm. he's fit and playing and he is mentally focused on football, or at least can be. Uh, but right now, there's just so much up in there. So you haven't on your list at all. No, I... Disqualified him on the same basis that I disqualified the likes of uh, Dobie, Shankland, and Safranco because, well, they don't play in the top flight, so I felt well, can't, can't put them in. And Lee Griffiths, um, as you say, we just we don't know when, if slash when he does return, what type of player he'll be. I'm sure that, you know, if he hadn't had any issues, he would be up there troubling the top couple of slots, but. Oh, yeah, he would have been. Yeah. But I felt that I couldn't really... Cause if I was going to on my list. Yeah, if I put him on my list, I would have felt like, well, I can't really put him that high. So I would have felt it would have been false to put him down at around about where you've put him because I would be putting him below players who are significantly yeah. worse footballers than yes. him. I'll, I'll, speak, I'll, uh, I'll, speak to him when, I'll speak about him when we get to it, but uh, yeah, and I'll be a bit further away. <laughs> right, so who's your number 11? <laughs> Mine is awful, it's Simeon Jackson. Oh dear God. I know. Well, I've, You've, you're all right, okay. I, I can yeah. kind of see because if, as long as you've got the other 10 players I've, I've got them, that yes. can make sense. <laughs> yes. Why, I think because you're, okay. not, you're not going Griffiths. No. Why have you got Simeon Jackson? Um, because I was really struggling <laughs> once I disqualified various players. Um, he was a late addition. Um, he scored six goals for St Mirren, which is a decent contribution right, to... two of them not penalties. Yes, they are. But he did also miss that uh, chipped penalty, which... Gave me a lot of hilarity. At the... <laughs> yes, it gave me a lot of hilarity at the time. No, I was really struggling for players to put on, but this I just is, thought. Fair to say, this is the worst year we've done for yeah. strikers. We were discussing this off air. There's, I think, when it came to wide players, there was actually 
it's a much higher caliber. But strikers, the top three or four, you would I, say are you would actually be able to wax lyrical about. The others are curious eggs. I think there's talent there, but players have been let down by poor choices in terms of moves, inconsistency, and they are just hovering on that line. If they were slightly better, they'd be nowhere near the Scottish Premiership. There's, yeah. there's some there's some players that didn't make my list. The, the reason they didn't is because not because they're necessarily bad players, it's because they can't hit a cow's arse with a banjo. Mm-hmm. There's like three that I've made my list. Stevie May, yep. Tony mm-hmm. Watt, yep. Yep. Curtis Main. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really consider Curtis Main, but it's Tony Watt and Stevie May. Talent-wise, they should be above three or four of these uh, these players, but yeah, can't score. Chris Boyd as well, another one should consider just because of his his past. Yeah, but I think yeah, I think he's done. Yeah. He's only scored twice a season in the league, both of them were penalties. But I think it echoes. I'm not, conclu- not including Chris Boyd. I think it echoes the the general feel of the Premiership this year, which is that really, how many teams fans are actually going to go away thinking this has been a good season? You look. Well, at I mean, Kilmarnock, you, but then beyond that, in terms of goals, yeah. in, go- in terms of goal scoring, you're kind of wanting someone who leads the, uh, especially when you have got Rangers and Celtic in the league that they should dominate. You want a uh, someone there for who scored 25, 30 goals. Top goal scorer seventeen. Yeah, there's the. Uh, and it wasn't a high year last year. No, the, 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 so the top five goal goal scorers are uh, the first three are strikers. Then it's the defender and the midfielder. And the defender takes all the penalties. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, it's, it's a different. Uh, it's a very difficult one. Who's your? I was going to say something else, but I can't remember. Who's your eleven? There you go. Say something else. Oh yeah, no. What I was going to say is that having trying to pick team of the week for the terrace for fantasy football, uh, strikers is very difficult. So it was just for the for like. 12 weeks runners, Morelos, 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 Morelos. Next one. Uh, number 11 is Mark McNulty. I have him at 10. I've got him a bit higher. Right. I really like him, however, he's gone off the boil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, it's a very small sample size. Yeah. I was unsure of him when he came up from Coventry. Hadn't seen a lot of him. Hadn't, didn't see a lot of him when he was at Livingston. His goal scoring record was decent enough down there, but then he came up. He came up north and hit the ground running. He seemed like a he seemed like a striker who had about everything. He knew where to be in the box. He was savvy at Lincoln play, dropping deep. I really liked the combination of him and Camberry. He was he came in off the left, but he's just I don't know if it's ever since he missed that sitter for Scotland that his his his, his time at Hibs has just petered out. They might want to keep him on. There's again probably it may be, it may be due to the fact that he knows he's not staying as well. Potentially, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I couldn't. I think he's better than some of these players above him on the list. But I couldn't justify him putting him above because he's only played. Uh, so what he's doing the weekend? Well, I type this in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got it here. He's only played. Oh shit! Sixteen games reps. Okay. I think you're right. There is definitely a sort of a before call up and after call up. Element to his yeah. form. Yeah, before the call so, was seven goals in seven games. And he's yeah. not scored since. Yeah. Just like David Clarkson. That's just what that's what Scotland does to, <laughs> does, does to you. Jesus. Right, um, <laughs> number 10. My number 10 is Greg Stewart. Drop that count in your list. I've got him a little bit higher. Slightly higher. I've only got my number 10 because he's been rubbish since he went back to yeah. Aberdeen. I mean, the <laughs> thing is, if we stopped it at January, yeah. he would be top three... Top four? Yeah. Yeah, I would just say, yeah, I'd probably have him. 
I'd probably have him fourth. I was trying to split the difference between Kilmarnock, Greg Stewart, who, as you say, would have probably been up in the top four, and Aberdeen, Greg Stewart, what who you, would maybe get in on reputation given... Where do we reckon Rangers, Greg Stewart, is going to be on next year's list? Well, it's interesting because... Just to piss off Aberdeen, you'll probably be like three, <laughs> two or three. <laughs> Number one. Yeah. Um, I suppose it's, it's a point that I'll make later on about another Rangers striker, but I think that... People look at Rangers and they think, well, they don't... Or before the last couple of weeks, I might have looked at Rangers and thought they don't really function unless it's Morelos. The other strikers don't play as well, but they've now found a system. Mm -hmm. Um, And I suppose it's whether or not Greg Stewart would fit into that system. He probably wouldn't displace the the person who we'll talk about later. I've got my doubts. Um, It's just a a bit of a weird one, just how kind of... How he just got immediately reverted back to the player that was at Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Last uh, last season, when as soon as he went down January, I mean, he had like I think he had a couple of decent games, and then it's just like as soon as he yeah. wasn't scoring, the BBC tried to give him a goal when he was standing on the edge of the box. Is wild, wild. It's Lewis Ferguson knocked it in for about a yard out, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately that was corrected, so he didn't, he didn't get that. So that didn't give him a boost to his confidence, and he's just been so listless at a number of games. He scored against Hearts last week, but I mean, you know, would you want a fucking blue Peter badge? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so he's the only, only goal for Aberdeen this season in the league. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he scored in the. Uh, he scored, scored against Stenis Muir. Oh, of course. I mean, that's kind of similar to scoring against Hearts, so. At least in this form. And the team that had it last week. So I've got him, I may as well just talk about him now. I've got him eight. Right. I I think we can't discount the fact that he was so good for Kamara mm-hmm. in the first half of the season. Eight goals in 16 games. He propelled him into that. Contention, yeah, contention for the title, and he was just so good. He was just so good at Kamara. He just, he just fitted perfectly. He almost, he made Kamara evolve under Steve Clark from the Lumbo Loom, team to the Greg Stewart team. Got the best out of Brophy. I think he just got the best out of everyone. He was given that free license. Got an Aberdeen. It's just disappears for games for long stretches yeah. and he's never noticed he's playing mm-hmm. half the time. It's, it's. A, I don't know if it's a Greg Stewart problem or an Aberdeen problem because. It was great at Dundee, didn't work from Birmingham, came back to Aberdeen. Rubbish. Kilmarnock, brilliant. Aberdeen, rubbish. Just needs to play in blue. <laughs> I mean, it's Rangers, just, it'll, it'll work. <laughs> the blue theory. So that's why... <laughs> I blew myself. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, he was a difficult one to play, so I think 8th is, is decent. Fair enough. Who's, I, your, who's your 10? I had Mark McNulty. Why have you got McNulty at 10? Uh, for the reasons that <laughs> simple for the reasons that Joel gave um, <laughs> no um, I think when he first came to Hibs obviously as you say he was on a great run of form that earned him a Scotland call up and since then he's not really done all that much um, I've got another Hibs striker in my top 12 who's a little bit higher uh, who's probably earned that over a larger stretch of time but I just McNulty as you say he is a good player you don't feel like he's at full capacity mm-hmm. at Hibs um, but he does belong on the list somewhere I've got him too high, I think, but so that, um, whatever. Yeah. Right, uh, you're number 10, Joe. Uchi Piazzi. Whoa, 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 to talk about because in one way he is so crucial to Hearts 
Another way he is so fucking frustrating in that he scored three league goals this season. He should have scored Prolific. way more. Sorry? <laughs> he, should, he should have scored a lot more, but he should have had a lot more assists as well. The the incident that perhaps sums him up best is when, and it was in the Scottish Cup semi-final, when he got through on goal, he turned his left foot, he can't hit a shot with his left yeah. foot, but he tried to hit a lot of shot with his left foot, rather than rolling it just into the path of Ollie Lee. I know Ollie Lee's been off form, but he was he in a much... Shoot at least. Yeah, he can shoot at least a much better position. Didn't. It's not that like he's greedy. It's that he doesn't look up. Let's, let's face facts, he's just not a football player. And that's harsh. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> see that you're not developing that. <laughs> I think I think that's I think it's harsh that he can't come to a, a football player. Because he can run with the ball. He can run with the ball. Uh, so can a dog. He's actually his hold up's not terrible. He's got Neither's a, a dog's. What? <laughs> he's <laughs> got a decent touch. So does a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the best it's the best strike in the league. So does a dog. So does a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but like watching him at times can be so much fun because mm. he can cause so much havoc. I think the problem so is that, uh, and I wrote about this for the Terrace fanzine, which is available to the uh, $7 Patreon subscribers for a month. Not this year's one, though. Well, this year's one will be available for those who've been on it for the season. Not you, Johnny, come lately, because you'll get next year's. Um, he, I think he's, he's become so frustrating because he's now just so pivotal to the Hearts team. And if he had one or two more attacking players alongside them, who were at his level of ability, not not just to say football ability, but if you're going like FIFA levels of ability, mm-hmm. like call him call it to you a 71, if you had a couple more 71s alongside them, as opposed to 65s and 63s. What's a Craig Yeah, players that don't... Craig White is about 57. <laughs> players that don't even have their pictures up, just the grey outline. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if he had more of that, then I think he'd be, he'd be so much fun to watch, because he was so much fun to watch earlier in the season. But it's just the fact that everyone has to run through him now. That he's just, it makes him infuriating. But everyone's view him and he still manages to. to Surprise is only three league goals, to be fair. But he, he has scored. Big, big goals all of them away to Kelly, away to Hibbs, and home to Aberdeen. Two mm-hmm. winners on an equaliser. And he's not played, he must have only played about 15 league games. He goes 17. Okay. 17. So, and one of them when he was injured against, against Rangers. He is, like I said, he's, he's fun to watch. The Hamilton goal is. Sorry. Stephen McLean's goal against Hamilton in the first game of the season shows how good a player he can be. He dropped deep, got the ball, turned and played this really great pass behind McLean. And it was just funny watching defenders try and defend against him. He mm. causes so much fear. And I think he's been hurt by Naismith's injury. Levine's reluctance to play Levine... Uh, sorry, Levine's reluctance to play McLean and Uchi together again. That's a weird one, eh? Yeah, I mean, stuff stops second-guessing Craig Levine. <laughs> Do you just agree with everything he says? Just stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> right. My number nine is Eamon Brophy. I have him slightly higher. See? I would have him higher, but he doesn't score an awful lot and shoots too often. Yep. There's not there's much else you can say about that. Uh, 11 goals this season, which is, isn't too bad. But he does take penalties. He does take penalties. I think, uh, I I think, think four of them are penalties. He's taking eighty-five shots. Haven't seen how many shape football. Uh, sorry, haven't seen so many shape penalty takers that have been for Harps in recent seasons. I think maybe we should not discount penalty goals as much as, as we sometimes do. Mm-hmm. 
Because some players really make it look like a difficult skill. Yes, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Brophy is hit the target 35% of the time. He said 85 shots, so. He is. Yeah, but How many of them are from, like, ridiculous angles? The goalie just has to stand there and catch yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, he's, there's only 15 players on the list, and he is 11th. But. He's both, again, he's very similar to Uchi. He's both very frustrating and great to watch. And again, quite key, he's, he's key to, to Kamarnock because mm. he has more strength to the ball than just being this player that gets in positions and shoot from everywhere. He, he's diminutive, but he likes to play up very well. He uses his body very well and he can't follow his effort. Cool. Gary, your number nine? My number nine was Uchi. Why have you got him? Have you seen... Do you think he's a honey, don't you? I don't, I, it is actually quite hard. I just want to see if I'd get a reaction out of you. And just like the Lemmy sketch, I can point my finger at you. Because it is. Um, no, the thing about Uchi, as you say, is that I think one of you said on the previous pod that Hearts, people say, oh, they rely on Naismith or they rely on Uchi. But I think it's more that you tend to have a game plan which surrounds whoever is occupying that particular position. Um, and I think that Uchi is clearly a better option than the others that you might play there. Boyan! I can bring myself to diss him. Um, he'll score the winning goal in the cup final, just wait and see. Um, but yeah, I think Uche, for me, falls into the same category as the likes of... And he relegated Kurt. Lennon to assistant. <laughs> At that, that's his job. Um, I think Uche, for me, reminds me a little bit of... Curtis main last year in that it's somebody who is that big presence up front who can be brutally effective, but if he's not being effective, he's just being brutal. Yeah, that's, that's, basically, that's a, that's a fair assumption. Yeah. A fair assumption, a fair assessment, I should say. Yeah. So that's number Joe. Your number nine. You said it. Yeah, yeah. Brophy. Brophy. Oh, Brophy. Uh, I'm going to swap round around. So number eight, I'm going to go for Mark McNulty. I don't hire, but I think I was a bit. I don't know, this, this was just hard. <laughs> uh, I, I went a little bit higher because I just think, uh, I do think he's a decent player, I think he's a good goal scorer, and I think those two traits together, uh, them a couple of, player, couple of players for me, but you're right, the sample size probably isn't big enough for me to include him where I originally did. So uh, I'll knock him down to eighth. I think, it's kind of weird. Hibs fans were, I think, delighted. I think Hibs fans were really looking forward to the summer. They were looking forward to, well, you know, they were still in the hunt for European football. And it also, they had a manager who really seemed to know what he was doing. And I can only imagine that they were salivating at the prospect of him bringing in players who he thinks could fit his style of play. And while I think they're still positive in terms of their outlook, I don't think they're quite as the last few weeks. And it really has kind of started with the front. It's kind of... McNaughty's really gone off the boil. He hasn't been good in a number of games. He was undoubtedly their best player in 2019 up until, I think, maybe prior to the last derby. Like we put together, I think it was prior to the last derby, we put together the averages for the evening news from all the games oh, played yeah. in, in 2019 so far. And McNaughty was number one for Hibs, but then he dropped down after that game and I'm... I can't imagine he's had anything. He's not climbing back. No, I can't no. imagine he's had anything above a six since mm-hmm. then. He has been that poor. But he's a, a, a small striker who can score goals, can link play, 
does do a power work up front as well. He does get after the defenders, and you, cr- you credit him with being able to do this, despite the fact he's not particularly big and he's not particularly fast. But yeah, he, like I said, I maybe had a bit of a rush of blood by having him higher. So he's my number eight. My eight was Greg Stewart. Uh, we've already discussed him at length, but the reason, as I said, that I've got him eight is if he just stayed at Kilmarnock, and it's a real regret that he didn't because we could have had a proper title race this season if he had. You ruined Kilmarnock. Yep. Um, you cheers, Greg. Yep. Um, yep, How many would... ruined their season? <laughs> <laughs> he would have been much higher up the list, but if he's played for Aberdeen, it's, it's really just not worked out. Nope. Yeah, my eight was sure. Said said what he said. Yeah. My number seven is. God, this is tough. Put between these two, but I'm going to go for seven. Sam Cosgrove. Mhm. 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 Slight that. Slight that. Cosgrove. The reason I'm kind of down on him, maybe compared to other strikers, is that for him, it's really been about that kind of purple patch he had earlier in the season, where it's what was it, sixteen goals and six? It was sixteen goals in fifty games at one point. Something absolutely ridiculous like that, that you actually average more than a goal per game for, for this period of time, I think, starting in December, stretching through to like February or something. In the league, it was 12 and 11 between December and February, yeah. And then he had like hit four in the Scottish Cup as well. So, but yeah. he's never been... So this is why I bumped him above McNulty, because if I'm having McNulty... Sorry, if I bumped him ahead of McNulty, because if I'm... Judging Cosgrove in this, I need to do the same with McNulty, which is that I'm not entirely sure this goal scoring exploit is a big enough sample size to say this mm. is the player he is, because he did score goals last season, and outside this period, this this kind of three month window this season, he's not scored goals this season for the for the most part either. Mm. I know at the end of the day it doesn't really matter when when you score your goals, but I think if mm. you are judging a player, it is a little bit alarming that he's only done it in this kind of purple patch. He's also. So he's behind Dick Paisley from a list. He's also behind another kind of target man striker. I just think he's just a bit more awkward than they are, and not um, not not maybe more awkward than Dick Paisley. Not um, maybe just not as quite an effective a, a target man sometimes. Although he, he can do that job. Not the fact he is very good at that job. I'm getting myself twisted here. It's just hard to pick between these guys. It's just there are certain games where I just look at. Cosgrove and think you are useless. <laughs> but I know, he, I know he can be good, and I know he has games where he is very destructive, and he's, he's had both those games against Hearts this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he's more on that less than less than Uchi. I think Uchi can always be pretty effective. He's only had one or two stinkers, I think, uh, on on a kind of consistent basis. And I like the fact Uchi's got a bit more. Uchi's got a bit more burst to him as well, and I think that's the main difference between the two. A bit more strength, a bit more burst. Nine less league goals. I think they're... Yeah, but... Like I say, I'm not entirely convinced by Cosgrove's... <laughs> and I'm biased. By his 12 league goals. <laughs> and I'm biased. I am not convinced Thir- by him 13 scoring... 13 less league goals. 13 less league goals. Well, I'm biased. <laughs> Cosgrove... So I've got him in six, rather. You've got seven we're talking about, isn't yes. it? So I've got him in six. He, more than probably anyone on the list, has that ability... Has the... Uh, it's not an ability has the largest capacity to go from brilliant to utterly stinking. Mm-hmm. So you never know really what to expect. So he's, he's not like... I think, like you said, Uchi's a bit more consistent. All the like, players on here are I more think consistent. to put Uchi ahead of him, if you put... So take, for instance, the League Cup final against Celtic. 
Sam Cross goes in really do anything. Mm. I think Itchy would at least done something. He may not set up a goal or even a chance or something, but I think he would at least made it a bit more difficult than, than Cosgrove did that day. You see, if you combine Cosgrove and Nucci, you would have a fucking monster of a player. Because I think Cosgrove is better in the box. I see one of his goals. He attacks the ball better. I think he's a bit more composed when the ball is at his feet. I think he's got the ability to do what Uchi does in terms of use his body and destroy defenders. He's quick. He's actually deceptively quick because I thought he was just a slow, lumbering striker. But he saw the game against Hamilton, I think it was, early in the season when he he nicked twice away from home, that he had that burst of pace where he's like, fuck. And he was was up against Ziggy Gordon because Ziggy Gordon's really slow. He was up against someone who's pretty nifty themselves and he just burst away. I think there's a lot of promise there. Again, he's only he's only 22, not played a lot of football, and uh, I think next season will be a big one for him. But pivotal in terms of is he actually really good, or is he was this just a a fluky season or a fluky middle of the season? Who's your number seven? Florian Camberry. He I've is got my, him just slightly higher. He is my number seven as well. Talk about the guy. Yeah, sorry, I was just double checking. I did have a number seven. Um, I think. Weirdly, he's actually had a wee bit of a disappointing season. Uh, Obviously, when he came in last season, him and McLaren formed a really good partnership. But it just didn't really happen this season. I think a lot of Hibs fans were really hoping for that. There was the unpleasantness which occurred. Um, (laughs) uh, I I love that term now. It's a good term. It's a real catch-all. So I don't think... He's not lived up to the... It's not really hype. He's not lived up to the promise that he showed last season. Um, didn't form that good partnership with McLaren. I think there's um, little sparks of a partnership they had with McNulty, but I don't think it's quite caught fire. Well, I think it's, it's, they look like they could be at start with, but Hibs yeah. have to change their... Well, they didn't have to. Hibs, Heckenbottom realised that Hibs were better with a five in midfield. Yeah. So then he had to kind of play left winger for a bit, which I don't think's yeah. helped. So I think I've got two players above... Canberry, who I have above a little bit on promise and a little bit more maybe on form, but I could see Canberry holding that position in the top 12 and maybe improving on it yeah. in future seasons if he sticks around at Hibs. It has been, I don't think, I don't think last season those six months were a fluke for Canberry. It was, un- was not helped by obviously Jamie, Jamie McLaren. Clearly, I think he's a limited striker. I thought he was a limited striker uh, last season. I think the complete opposite to Canberry. He was the, the whole nonsense with Levine. Yes, Levine. Uh, Lennon was just that nonsense. You just, you just used to say it. <laughs> <laughs> the whole nonsense with Levine. <laughs> with, with, with Lennon was just that because he was picked out uh, as a scapegoat when there was a lot of worse players in that Hibs team and a lot less. It's like, uh, a lot of people who worked a lot less than Camberry does. You've seen that when he's been moved to the left hand side that he's put in a power. A power of work for Hibs. He's done what the managers asked him for. Some he's had games where he's fighted in and out, but I think he's always been a been a threat. Sometimes a bit greedy. Again, like all these strikers, well, at least eight of them are can be really frustrating. But he's got all the tools in his armory. Yeah, armor. Yeah. I would say there's box so that's a lot more poetic tools in his box or guns in his armoury weapons in his armoury weapons in his arsenal weapons in his arsenal I'm glad I don't get paid to write stuff (laughs) 
Uh, weapons in his life. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's remarkable. Talk about he's remarkable. That's remarkable. No, I, I'm I'm a big fan of him. I would have liked to have had him higher, but again, it's it's maybe not clicked for him. Still, he's still had a decent return. He scored mm-hmm. nine, eight goals in the league, thirteen all season. I've I've got Canberra at six. That shows you. I've got him in the top half of this list, and he's not had a good game in about four months. Mm. He's not had a really good game. He's not been a Canberra type performance in a, a long time, like he, when he was at his best last season. That's uh, true. And he had. A, I think he still had a couple of ML this campaign. But I was I was about to say that the game when he scored against Celtic, but that was back in December. <laughs> <laughs> The thing about Cavani well, is that his touch is really kind of. I thought his touch was really good last season. It's kind of deserted on this term. It's weird that you lose that ability, it's, or at it's, least it becomes diminished. Do you think it's to do with concentration? Maybe shit. Maybe a bit of frustration, which has led into his kind of concentration. Uh, quite possibly, yeah. Uh, but it's certainly weird because he used to uh, describe him last year as being such a good tar- target man that it was almost like he had his own orbit. Mm. Like that's he just drew his teammates to him, and that's not there this season. And neither is much of the goal scoring, and yet I've still got him six. But that's because I've, I've usually preached the bigger sample size in here, and he was so good last season, yeah. and I thought he was pretty good in the first half of this campaign. And if I would heck about him, I'd certainly give him a chance to keep his Hibs career because it's kind of up in the air at the moment whether, because Hickebottom's not, he's the guy who's sticking around, McNaughty's not. Mm-hmm. Hickebottom's not playing him up front. Yeah, that, that, that's that's worrying. Yeah. So, Stay with Hickebottom. <laughs> definitely. Himanucci. Yeah. Oof, that's a destructive force. That'd be nice. Apparently, we've even stages for that. <laughs> apparently, uh, I got a message today that I think it's absolute bullshit that um, Hibs are apparently making an offer for Arnold Jim. Jim, you know, the, the the song had to be taken away, so they brought it back. I don't, I don't know what those, I don't know what the words will twist now. Um, number six for you guys, top half. That's what uh, Cosgrove. Yep, I had Cosgrove at five, but I felt like he and Eamon Brophy, who I have at six, I was That's trying high for a guy who doesn't score a lot of goals. Sorry, where do you have it, Jay? Let me take that back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I redact my previous yeah. comment. I suppose for me, the reason that I've got Cosgrove at five and Brophy at six is one of them is going to be playing for a team. In, I was going to playing for a team in Europe that's a terrible grammatical they could both be um, <laughs> they probably both be <laughs> yeah um, I didn't want to assume anything you, know? um, you should I should I really should um, no the reason I've got them there is because they're the main strikers for the two teams challenging for those places fair enough and as well as that Brophy scored I can't remember exactly how many goals I have to get so, it down but it's I think 8 or 9 eight but or nine. 3 or 4 maybe 5 are penalties yeah 4 4 are penalties I think yeah, still got a score. Yeah, yeah. Twelve yards. I, uh, um, I mean, obviously, I don't think Brophy's had as good a season since Stewart's left. But no, but true in a Kilmarnock shirt has. I've kind of backed up. It appears that when Stewart's left, he's had to take on a bit more responsibility. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the mantle's I think, he has, I think he has missed Stewart, and I think Stewart's missed him as well because Brophy gets around the attack. He's not like Costco. He's not as stationary. He makes really intelligent runs. He opens up space. He works hard, very hard. He just, not to say that Cosgrove doesn't, but he can just cover a lot of ground quicker and get in defenders' faces. And I think both of them have missed each other. He's missed 
Stewart's ingenuity in setting up chances and Stewart has missed a player ahead of him that just moves a bit more. And obviously, Kilmarnock's other two straight. You've got Boyd, who's well allegedly off to Partick Thistle next season. He's not on the list. I'm just saying. At Kilmarnock, you've got Chris Boyd, mm-hmm. Conor McElhenney. Who that's not confirmed, he, is it? It's not confirmed. No, no. no it was just <laughs> you, was, both, you both gave me a real look. Yeah, when because I said that, that might be mentioned on t- tomorrow's show. You, you, oh, right. you threw us. That's why. That's why I was standing at your flags like. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Um, <laughs> no, we've got Boyd and McElhenney, who I thought started brightly for Killy when he came in on loan. Yeah, but, but, he's, may, but he's not been mm, the replacement that I thought he would be. He's been the next um, jolly, really, hasn't he? Yeah. Not quite that bad. <laughs> no. That's something. Right, no. you, who did you have five? Uh, I had Cosgrove at five. Cosgrove. Um, because I know, I know what you're saying about how he did a sort of McNulty and scored a lot, but he still scored... 12 goals in 11 games. Yeah. I know that's a third of the season pre-split. My five is Uchi Ekpeze. <laughs> For God's sake. Even I'm, a, I'm as, a, as a Hearts fan and a big fan of Uchi, just, just taking a massive sign in. I'll let it happen. <laughs> How many players on this list can body two defenders at one time and then both go absolutely flying? Nobody. That's... That's what it's all about. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's what striking is all about. That's the real question. <laughs> Did you have Sophie and Musa high on your other lists in no, previous seasons? Fuck. No. It just goes more than I don't think I don't think he does. Who? Sophie and Musa. Definitely. Ooh. Oh, let's have a look at this. You forget Sophie and Musa was a penalty taker. <laughs> She's got goals and cuts though. Uh, so Sophie and Musa has who's was he playing in this? He's in the playing the first year of Romania. Yeah. Uh he's he scored five goals this season. That's the fucking that's no good. No, that's alright, I'll, I'll get to the 17-18 season. Fuck's sake. For Dundee. Oh boy! <laughs> he scored seven league goals. Twelve all together. <laughs> How many has he got all together? <laughs> he's actually got quite a few because he scored quite a few in the, the, cup, the, right? the, the cups. Oh, well. But bear in mind, Sophie and Musa scored a first half hat trick against Cowden Beef in the cup. So. Uchi, well, Uchi scored against Cowden Beef and. Barely came on at half time. We can't be honest, half time. Sophie must have scored all three in the first half, including an overhead kick. He scored three against Summer Nice, so Uchi, in all competitions, eight goals. <laughs> <laughs> but please continue. Uchi was more effective as a striker than Sophie Musa. The thing I'm most. most Sophie Musa had a great hold up play as well. Most shocked about is that. Oh dear. Uh, Uchi, uh, sorry, Sophie Musa stopped playing top level football. David Vanacek came for the Czech top flight, so... Um. Ah, it's for Romania, yeah. 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 Ziggy Gordon's off to the Romanian top flight. Where's apparently. David Vanacek on your list, incidentally? Uh, he is where he should be, not we even on the bench. We can make a top 12 banter strikers in this top flight. Oh, that would oh, be yeah. very easy. Yeah. Right, so Uchi's at five. <coughs> cool. I think this is just maroon-tinted specs. Quite possibly. <laughs> So, when you were putting this list together, were you thinking, like, how high can I get Uchi on this? <laughs> and did you expect Gary and I to bring, or did you expect I to, uh, for me to bring a bit of realism to it? I thought you might back me up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm on, I mean, don't get me wrong, out of this list, the player I'll pay money to to watch, a striker, he'd be number two. Right, okay. But I've seen uh, what you're doing for the Patreon and the team that you've got number two. For most watchable, you would not. That's true. That's you, true. You, know, you would pay money for it, but not in a good way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Right. <laughs> so, who's your number five? 
My number five, Sam Co- uh, Cosgrove. Cosgrove, even. I got Lee Griffiths. Right, okay. So that's, uh, yeah, I said I'd have him four on my list if he was. If we'd done this list when he went out. When he went out, okay. Or it should maybe have him five, but it'd be four or five. Yeah, so when he when he dropped out, he'd probably be, he'd probably been four, but that's because someone else hadn't been arrived yet. Griffiths, even even before his special, his, his leave, he didn't have a great season. He didn't have a great season. But with him on the pitch, you always had that expectation that he'd score goals. He's obviously issues going on, and he's he's did. I don't think he looked fit, but you have to go back on past reputation. He's banged in. And it's different with Boyd because Boyd has Boyd is aging. So Griffiths is still he's twenty eight. There's if he can get back to in the right headspace, he's still capable of scoring a lot of goals. He scored 105 goals in the Premiership, so that's that has to be kept for something. Right, number four. I'll go first. I've yep. got Jermaine Defoe. I too have Jermaine Defoe. Kenny Miller, Jermaine Defoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're finally agreed. Um, I think we all, we all thought that Jermaine Defoe was going to be a bust in Scottish football. Yeah. Nope, not me. Did you really think he no, was no, going to I thought he was going to score a lot of goals. Okay, fair enough. Me and Gary thought he was going to be a bust in Scottish yeah. football, um, mainly because, well, I thought he was too old coming. I figured he'd be a similar player to a lot of English players that have come up here and just the twilight years are beyond them. They don't have the quickness, uh, the intensity to keep up with the pace of the, the game in Scotland and they're just dreadful. There's, there's so many, so many examples you, you could go through through the last 20 years. But I have to say that Defoe, in recent weeks since he's got up to speed and since Rangers have finally managed to build a game plan mm-hmm. that gets players closer to him, which I think was a big problem when he first got in. Mm-hmm. I think when he first went into the team to replace Morelos, the rest of the players and Gerard just treated him like he was Morelos. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And he's nowhere near as good as the kind of link-up play and, and dropping back. Uh, what he is good at is, he, well, to be fair, he is good at link-up play, but he has to, it's kind of in the tight quarters rather than Morelos where you can, you can lump it up 40 yards for goal. He can take it, run with it, make stuff happen. Mm-hmm. Defoe does it in the around the penalty box. His movement is obviously going to be great. It's the English international of probably like forty odd caps or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He's always been a, a noted goal scorer, and you've seen that in these last few weeks. And I think before the last few weeks, he would have been fifty-seven caps for England in twenty. Fifty-seven. There you go. So yeah, he's if you look anything like the player he used to, and he's started to look like a imitation of it recently mm-hmm. then he was always going to be high on this list yeah. and I think he'll be even better next season um, because I think we're probably all anticipating there might be some movement next season which would cement him in because he's on an 18 month loan yeah, yeah, he, so, so he's, yeah he's got another season um, again I, I don't know if I'm not sure I'm not sure if Ranger, I'm not sure he'll be a starting striker because he will be 38 37 turns 37 in October mm. so you never know. I the reason I can completely understand why there was doubts over him because we've seen these players come up to from the Premiership, like said, Joy Barton. Yeah, and then struggle mm-hmm. strikers specifically. However, reading, having read about Defoe and just looking at his career trajectory, he has taken very good care of himself. He was still in and around the Bournemouth first team, wasn't started as much as he, he would have liked. And then you have the fact this is a player that scored 163 goals. In the Premier League, without being, without having a lot of, not without having a key attribute, he wasn't like electric. He was quick. He was. Uh, I think he developed his game over time because there was times where he was just so frustrated because he caught offside all the lot, and he would just smash the ball at the goalkeeper and hope it goes under him. Mm-hmm. 
he refined his game and I think he's just got a player's got smarter as it goes on. And for someone that's played at that level, with uh, still the technical qualities he has, making a step to the Premiership, it was always it was I just thought he was always going to succeed. I thought he was too good a player not to. And the more you watch like watching him at Tynecastle a few weeks ago, it was just it was I think it was just operating on a different level to uh, to players around, uh, to everyone on that pitch. If Rangers can get a smarter, a smarter, maybe a better, a more intelligent kind of attacking midfielder around them, I think he could score a lot more goals. Number three, Stephen Naismith. Stephen Naismith. Stephen Naismith. Oh, there we go. I like the difference between him and Defoe. Uh, Defoe's obviously uh, maybe a bit more, kind of has that spark in the final third, but Naismith still, sc- still scores goals. And the thing, the thing with him is that he can play a number of different positions and really the, the one attribute that stands out is the fact that he's a manager on the pitch and he makes mm-hmm. everybody around him better. Not just a manager, uh, a cheerleader, a referee, an enforcer. He just does everything. I, he, must be, he, he must be Hart's captain. Effectively, he effectively is Hart's captain because... I'm aware on radio that my face there didn't, <laughs> yeah. didn't quite translate. Uh, it was great fun watching when Chris Obera got back in the team because <laughs> Nace was spent half his time mourning at Chris Obera because Obera was just doing stupid things. Look at me, look at you. Yeah. I'm the captain. No. That's the exact gif I was thinking of. <laughs> I had slight doubts when Nace was first signed. Me or not. And they, they weren't blown out of the water straight away. But this season, he's eradicated them big time. Because watching, watching them up close has is is basically is a joy to joy to watch because he is so smart. And again, you can just see in his in his face, especially as the season went on, how frustrated he is with the utter guff, utter <laughs> shy, utter stupidity around him in terms yeah. of trying to play football. And then. Um, Basically, the times you think he's more the manager than Levine. I mean, he has more of an effect or an influence mm-hmm. on players than Levine does. Out of his list, I think there's only one more player who was more important to his side during the season. Right, number two. I've got Odson Edward. I've got Odson Edward. I've got Alfredo Morelos. He got sent off five. He got sent off five times in one season, he and he still be, scored more goals than Edward. He has to be punished for it. No, no. He's already been fined by Stephen Gerrard. Is he dropped by Colombia? Yeah. I don't think he's played as much. Edward, though. I think Edward has a better goals per game ratio. Ooh, per ninety minutes. Nope. <laughs> Damn it. Morelos point six eight. Uh, Edward point six seven. All right, so that's it. So close. <laughs> The basketball just went around the rim and then just still fell Only out. Only one player has got a better goals to uh, goals per ninety minutes ratio. The four, the four. Yeah. Uh, unless you're including the playoffs, because Weisskut have included Ayr, Dun United, and Inverness in the in the playoffs <laughs> uh, in the Premiership section because of the playoffs. So it's uh, I think it's Luke McCowan from Ayr United. Okay, point nine seven. I need to include this person I, I know we get off, uh, off on a tangent here Mason Bloomfield 6 0.66 goals per 90 minutes <laughs> Hamilton's a uh, striker who I don't think is there anymore I think uh, I got to have a look at some other advanced stats that weren't Scout and uh, I had like everybody ranked and I think it did a bit more thoroughly than Scout, so it went all the way at the bottom Mason Bloomfield I was pretty sure was the worst striker in the league this season in terms of stats <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> he was honking. And I think uh, Cole, uh, that's all I think about him, and uh, Cole 
get kick Poeka. Oh, he was oh, so the main defender. Was the worst defender. He was. Alex Perry was just a bit head of a ball. Oh, they. How how are they giving contracts? Mental. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I've just got. I think. I've just got. <laughs> I just for us bothered out this. Morelos got zero five times in one season, <laughs> and he's he missed. As a result of that, he missed so many games at the end. He's now not getting back into the team because yeah. Defoe played so well. There is a, a, a line of thought that Rangers actually might play better with Defoe because Morelos just attracts so much of the play to himself and insists himself in the game but to a point so that's good. actually detrimental to how you say he might play sometimes. The thing is, I think Morelos was necessary to get Rangers to the point they're at now, whereas Edward, to me, felt a bit like sort of the rebound after Dembele. Edward, and spending £9 million on him... A, don't think it's nine million well spent because I, I think it's fine so far. People say it's not nine million well spent, but it's not finished yet. He's still developing. He's oh, still he's, he's that's, a young that's, that's oh, he's, I mean, he's a young. Sorry, go on, on, go on, go on. I was just going to say, like, he is obviously a very good player, but for me, I think he just suffers because he has come in in the shadow of Dembele. So, so maybe it's slightly unfair. I think you can it's... see in Europe he has some real moments of quality. He, mm-hmm. He's got a great burst on for somebody as big as he is. He, he's got. He's really good football ability, can finish as well. He's got all the attributes to be a really good striker. And he has temperament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he's a player, yeah, he's a player I like, but he he's too inconsistent at the moment. And I, I know he's still young, I know he's still a developing striker, but there's games where I look at him and think, ugh. Just, that, that, that's give, me, give me inconsistent, then we're down to ten men. Or nine men. <laughs> Morelos is just simply a better player. He does he does so much. He, not, he does do so much more because I think both of them can do a lot. And Edward maybe is better with the dribbling. Edward's better at facing play. Morelos is better with his back to goal. Yeah, I agree with that. One of the one of the best performances I've seen was Morelos at Ten Castle early the season where he just ran Christopher Pereira ragged. Just but I've never seen. Uh, that's inaccurate but yeah, I was going to say I've never seen a Hearts fan so angry with an opposition player but I've seen plenty of that but there's so much anger towards or Steve towards Morelos because he was just being so crafty uh, just backing in and just bodying uh, better I know what you mean about red cards and I take that on board but, I think Edward, but I've, I've, got, I've got a blind spot for Morelos I think Edward has more composure as well and I think you've actually made the argument mm. before that Morelos's temperament is what makes him such a good player no, no that's held. I'm pretty sure. I wish I had a bit from the I podcast. Actually, I'm pretty sure I've argued that you, you can take a bit of it out of him, but he'd still be a decent player. I would, I would actually argue that Edward needs could learn from Morelos. Not all, all the way, but there needs, to be, there needs to be more aggression in Edward's, Edward's play, especially in Scottish football. So you take a little bit, you take a chunk of Morelos' aggression and put it in Edward, and then you make both players better. Yeah. I mean, you look at it, Morelos is 22, Edward's 21, so. I can see why players, why people on their team this season would choose Edward over Morelos. Well, when I say I, I can see it, yeah, it's stupid doing. <laughs> uh, right, is that us? Think so. Yeah. Right, thanks very much for listening. If you'd like to hear more, we're going to do the Patreon where Joel is going to rank his top twelve in the Y Scout rankings. We've done this for Patreon last year. Basically, it means the most interesting teams to watch on Y Scout. Y Scout is what we use. To watch as many Premiership games as possible, and uh, right, <laughs> I just lost the ability to speak. Then it's been a tiring week, but there's a lot of good Patreons going up, not just the ones that yes, we do, but Ali Heather's 
Scottish football life. There's so much I need to catch, um, catch, catch up on, but yeah. there's, there's a lot of good... Lot Some of interesting comments coming from the uh, one Barrett Granger's Cove. That's all I'll say. Okay. So I just want to reel people in. I <laughs> um, so I've, I've just been I've been dipping in and out, listening when I can of work. I would recommend Craig's interview with David Edgar from the Heart and Hand podcast. Gives you a good, good indication with uh, the state of Rangers at the moment. Yeah, well, from a few weeks ago. <laughs> Six or so weeks it's before they played Celtic at uh, Parkhead. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, check that out. Also, you can find us through the usual avenues. And I'm going to go because I can't stop stumbling over my words. Bye. Say goodbye. Bye, Joe. Bye, bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.